0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So this. I Really do appreciate it. And uh, okay. I'll say, you know, personally, it's a bit of an honour as an enormous Spurs fan to be able to talk to a bit of a legend of the club as well. Pleasure. Good to hear. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, first off, just really for, for any kind of fans that I not know, I mean, what have you been up to, kind of in, in the years since you, uh, I suppose we could say, since in all honesty um i've been up to so many different things i don't think we have enough time <laughs> on this interview for me to uh, explain everything but um you know in more recent years i made the decision that having had a couple of business interests and working in the media that i wanted to get back into football so well in actual fact that was about 16 or 17 years ago um so I've had a number of coaching positions at different levels, at different clubs, in different countries. Most recently, I've been um, in Thailand, where I've been the head coach of two different Thai Premier League clubs. Um, and of course, the, uh, the typical thing tends to happen that you uh, you get sacked, because that's the, the business, isn't it, to a large extent. Um, and I'm not with a club at the moment, although I'm pretty much based in Asia, and I'm doing some media work for the equivalent of Sky Sports in Malaysia, um, which is Astro Super Sports, which means I cover the English Premier League just about every weekend, and they actually broadcast more games in Malaysia at the English Premier League than get broadcast in England at the English Premier League. So it, it keeps me very much in touch, and I'm enjoying it. I like the culture. I like the climate. I like the cuisine, um, and it works for me. So uh, you know, it, you know, I had a fantastic time at Tottenham Football Club, as I did at the other clubs I played for. Um, and my life has moved on, and it's about enjoying life and making the most of it and being happy. and that's where I am these days. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, just looking back on your career, I think the thing that always kind of stood out to me about yourself as well was, was Cup Finals. You just had this kind of, yeah, I think it was two FA Cup Finals you appeared in, a uh, UEFA Cup Final as well, and obviously the World Cup Finals as well themselves. I mean, I'm mean, it started with the first one, I mean, because you were only young, I think, you were, uh, was it Brighton you uh, appeared in your first Cup Final? Yeah, the 1983 FA Cup final, which was uh, Brighton against Manchester United. Um, You know, Brighton, we just spent four years in the top flight and got relegated, but we also got to the Cup final, and, you know, we did extremely well on the Saturday, drawing 2-2 with Man United, probably should have won it, didn't. The replay was on the Thursday night, and, uh, of course, over a two-legged final, which, in effect, became um, a relegated team against Manchester United, although they, they weren't the greatest side in the world at the time. Um, was always a tall order, and of course Manchester United beat us, um, Brighton relegated, the club decides to sell me, and my good fortune was that uh, Tottenham wanted to buy me, so but you go back to the cup finals, I think looking back on my career, I always enjoyed the bigger games more, Um, and I think from most people's perspective, uh, most players' perspective, um, it's You know, it's easier to get yourself up for those games. Mm. Um, Of course, I was always up for Coventry City at home, for example, or, you know, a a struggling Watford at home. But, you know, (laughs) they didn't have the buzz of a UEFA Cup Final, an FA Cup Final, an international. Um, So, you know, some players kind of go the other way. Um, You know, they they feel the pressure a little bit. For me, I saw it just as a bigger opportunity to... uh, hopefully show what I could do. Yeah, I mean you de- it wasn't long really I yes, suppose before you were in that UEFA like, cup final and obviously if I f i have put correctly you, you actually had one of the penalties in the in the in the, in the shootout, didn't mean. Well, yeah, you know, the, the truth is that it was at the end of my first season. I had had a difficult season at Spurs. I don't think it's easy for any player when he moves club, Different environment, different training, different demands, um, you know, different expectations from a crowd, for example. Um, and, yeah, we got to the, the final of the Racer Cup against Vandalek back in 84, and... And um, having gone out to Belgium and drawn one-one, we then play at home and we draw one-one. It goes to extra time. It's still two-two on aggregate, and of course the um, the penalties come into play. Um, you know, Tony Parks was obviously the hero because he, he makes the saves, which enables us to win it four-three. Um, but four of the five of us who took penalties scored, and you know, delighted to say that I was bird in line that night, and I hit the back of the net with my penalty. did, I mean, did you feel the pressure in the moment? Do you remember feeling any kind of pressure, or is it just just your job? You know? Well, I think, it, in all honesty, it is your job. Do um, you feel the pressure? I think you have to cut it out of your, your mind, your thought processes. Um, you know, I've spent some time as at all the players before every round of the UEFA Cup in case it went to penalties. And, of course, it never did, and it never did, and it never did. (laughs) So come the final, we're all saying, yeah, we'll definitely have a penalty because it never goes to penalties, does it? Mm. Um, And, of course, the final did. So there was only one thing in my mind as I went up there, and that was that I would score. Um, And I couldn't do anything about Steve Archibald's penalty or... Graham Roberts' penalty, or Danny Thomas's penalty, or Mark Falco's. The only thing I could affect was my penalty. Yeah. Um, and So it's, it's quite simple. You just narrow it. In my opinion, it's quite simple. You narrow it down. I knew what I worked on in training, um, in the little practices we've done. I knew what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to change my mind. Um, and for me, if you hit it with enough pace and power, um, and it's, it's low-down in a corner or it's high up in a corner the goalkeeper can't get there mm. um, so I knew what I I was going to do it's like that I don't know it's like that three foot putt to win the British Open yeah. that's dead straight you know you've got to hit it dead straight three foot so you know that's all they focus on um, and that's the best way I can describe how I approach that penalty oh, fantastic I mean but you were just 22 years old how do you keep your feet on the ground after just winning a European trophy well I you know I In those days, the media hype wasn't anything like as big as it is these days, Um, so it's not blown out of proportion. That said, of course, there is a lot of um, adulation and a lot of coverage on it, Um, but, you know, as you said, I was a, a young man, and for me, that was hopefully the start of a lot more stuff and trophies and success to come. Hmm. Um, it maybe didn't quite pan out that way for me. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you, you have your few days of celebrating and then you've got to get back to work, basically, ready for the next season. <laughs> I'm going to ask you as well, there's a... Uh... Keith Birkinshaw, I know you didn't have that long with him, kind of comparatively with other managers, but he's he's a manager that sometimes I think people appreciate the fantastic things he did for Spurs, but sometimes he gets kind of slightly overlooked because of Bill Nicholson and what a kind of massive character he was for Spurs. I mean, what was he like as a manager, as a player under Keith Birkinshaw? I liked Keith very much, and he signed me at Spurs. I had um, my first season at the club was his last season at the club, Hmm. culminated in that UA Cup win. Um, you knew exactly where you stood with Keith. um, You know, he was a to-the-point Yorkshireman. Um, and, you, you know, you didn't argue with him. He was the boss. He was in charge. and um, but, but I liked it because he kept it quite simple, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you knew where you stood. You knew what the, uh, the game plan was. And, and if you didn't deliver, he, said, he told you. <laughs> and I suppose up next for you, uh, what was the World Cup? And... Uh, what was that like as an experience, going to Mexico, being part of the England squad? Yeah. Well, I think as a kid, the dream was to play top-line football and play for my country, was to play in a, a cup final and score a goal, was to, to play for my country and play in World Cup finals. Um, so, you know, arguably that was um, the next step, a um, huge step. I, I, you know, I'm just totally honoured. If you have a look at the number of Englishmen who played or England at international level. I think it's just over about 1,200 players. If you look at the number of Englishmen who play played for England in World Cup finals, you know, it's very few. So yeah. it, it put me into a, a really select, I won't say elite group, but a very select group. Um, and, you know, I went as a squad member. It was tough and go as to whether I'd be in Bobby Robson's squad or not. In those days, we had a squad of 22, not 23, Um, And I went as a utility player, really. I went instead of Dave Watson, the former um, Norwich and Everton central defender. Um, And I went because I was a bit more versatile. So I was a great substitute to have, covered a load of different positions, but didn't get too many appearances. But I did come on twice in the World Cup finals in Mexico in '86. Um, and yeah, it was a thrill in particular, the second one, against um, Paraguay in the Azteca Stadium in Mexico City, so you're, you're out of two, there's 113,000, 114,000 people in the stadium, it's going around the world as well, so it was um, yeah, a huge occasion, and um, you know, thrilled and honoured that I did it, um, I just think there's probably millions of people in England who would, just love to be uh, anything close to that absolutely absolutely and I think from Spurs, fan, uh, Spurs fans point of view you're kind of put you in a category with Steve Perryman in, 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 why did you not play for England all well you know to, to be mentioned in the same sentence as Steve Perryman I have to say is an honour um, you know Steve was a captain of Spurs when I joined the club you know I learned so much of him um, and it it is baffling that he didn't um, play 30, 40, 50, 60 times for England. Um, but it's very subjective. It's very subjective when you're picking a, an England team, when you're picking any England team. Um, you know you could name what you think is your best England 11 now, I could name mine, and there'd be differences. So you actually need whoever's in charge of the England squad to to actually like you or appreciate you as a player. Um, and maybe Steve was a top player the wrong time although it was many, many, many years mm. um, and, you know why I didn't play more times for England was unfortunately you know after I got myself established and after that Mexico 86 you know I had further injury problems and, you know it just curtailed my performances and ultimately my career Yeah and, um, I suppose the next kind of big event uh, within, within uh, just over a season was the 1987 Cup Final I mean, Obviously, that was incredibly incredibly disappointing for Spurs fans. What was that like to be a part of as a player on a day? Well, it it was a great season under David Bleep. Um, We got to the semi-final of the League Cup. Um, We threatened to win the League and just fallen short on that front. And we got to the FA Cup final and we're playing Coventry. I think if you look back as a a neutral, anyone would say it was an excellent Cup final. You know, some great football, lots of goals. Um, but when you get to a final, it's all about winning. Um, and we didn't. Of course, it was great to be involved. Um, I still think David Fleet should have picked me in the starting 11. That's, of course, where it all went wrong. <laughs> I guess, of course. Um, but but you know, I was on the subs bench, came on for the extra time. and um, yeah, So I was disappointed that I didn't start the game, for sure. Um, but, again, you've got to accept the, the manager's decision. Um, And, of course, I think everybody expected us to win it. And, as we know, um, winning a football game is never easy. And often when you're expected to win, it becomes almost more difficult. Um, So it was a big disappointment that um, we didn't win the cup final. And that was my second cup final and my second defeat. Yeah. And um, I suppose you had a couple more seasons at Spurs and then you moved on to Portsmouth. How, How and why did that move come about? Um. Terry Venables was then in charge of the club, um, he signed Steve Sedley from Coventry, um, I think he saw him as a, a younger, better player than me, um, and uh, Terry called me in uh, one morning when I went in for training and said that um, I don't think I'm going to use you very much this season, the season was underway, I had played, made a few appearances under him. He said, and um, Portsmouth Football Club have been on. They're struggling in, and it was then, League Two, today's championship. Um, and the chairman was a guy called Jim Gregory, who Terry Venables knew very well from QPR days. Um, and Terry said that he felt that I would do a great job down there for Portsmouth on loan, and uh, he thought I should go. And I said, well, I don't think so the end of training, I decided that I would go because having started started training with the um, the first team group. I was told to go and train over there, but it wasn't with the reserves, it was with the youth team. So after training, I've come in, and, and Terry said, well, what do you think now? Yeah, do you think to go down to Portsmouth? And, you know, you know so, so it forced the issue. I went down there on loan, and I was going to play. I enjoyed it. There were some good youngsters coming through, players like Andy Orford, Kit Simons, um, a certain Darren Anderton. Wow. Um, and I thought I might become the senior player in charge of some very talented young players. Um, so I had a month on loan that lasted two months, and in the end, I decided to sign down there. I mean, is it fair to say, in terms of injuries, you kind of touched on them a little bit earlier? Was that I think a lot of people talk about that tackle from Vinnie Jones. Is it is that one that kind of it stayed with you? The injury from that is that fair to say? Well, it, you know, it was it was a a serious injury to the extent that I had to have knee surgery, which included pinning a ligament back onto the bone above my knee. Um, you know, i previously ruptured my medial ligament on my, m- my left knee and had surgery, and it was never, ever a problem. This one never really was quite right, and I've gone down to Portsmouth, and to be honest, they didn't quite have the facilities down there. I wasn't... I didn't do my pre before training, I didn't do my work after training because the facilities weren't there, I had to go to a local sports centre, it got a bit weak, Um, and the weakness was exposed in a game for Portsmouth away at Plymouth one Saturday afternoon, and I never played again. The truth is that, you know, so many people say Billy Jones ended my career. He didn't end my career. I did play for Spurs again. I did play for Portsmouth again. I was never quite the same player. My career did end prematurely, and it contributed to the end of my career. Um, but, you know, that was then, and it's history. I couldn't care less anymore. Well, I've been to watch his films at the cinema. That's quite true. You know, not knock knock two smoking barrels. I thought it was terrific. And actually, if you look at him as a player in his day, you know, he was effective, whether you liked it or you didn't like it. He actually did some good He you got know, promotion when Leeds United. Mm. He did the top right when he was at Wimbledon, he won the FA Cup. So, he played international football. So, um, you know, he, he was a better player than a lot of people gave him credit for. But, of course, yes, he did, on occasions, overstep the mark. Yeah. Uh, sorry to kind, of, for, uh, to kind of spring this question on you, because I know you played with so many different players over the years and played against. But do any come to mind of the best player you've played with and against? Well, you know, I've played with and against some world-class players. Yeah. You know, Ray Clements as a goalkeeper, for example. Um, Glenn Hoddle in midfield, Ozzy Ardiles. Um, you know, I could list probably almost all the Spurs squad when I first went there. You know, Richard Glock came to the club. Gazza came to the club, yeah. played alongside him. You know, international level, well, I played at ultra Dominica as well, and with England, um, people like Peter Beardsley, Brian Robson, Peter Shilton, Gold, Terry Butcher, um, either against or with, for club or country. Um, and then if you look at the international, you know, and in the final of the UEFA Cup, Ngo Shifo was playing for wow, what player was was. Yeah. Um, you know, when we played against Fiorentina, final, Johan Cruyff was playing for final of the year we won the UEFA Cup. So, you know, I've, I've kind of rubbed shoulders with some good ones and played alongside some top players as well. And you really have. You really have. Um, and kind of coming up to date now, the current Spurs side, what do you make of Mauricio uh, Pochettino and his team? Well, you know, Mauricio Pochettino has slowly developed the Spurs side, a way of playing. Um, I believe they're a better squad and a better team this season than they were last season. Um, one of the reasons is you know, all the players who are still there are a year more experienced and wider. Ali, for example, Harry Kane, another one, you know, Maurizio Pochettino has been able to cement his ways further. Um, you know, some some signings that have have come in. You know, the likes of Dembele and Wanyama, for example. There's still a couple who I think will come good, but they need a little bit longer. Because, as I said earlier in this interview, it's never easy to change clubs to come from abroad, for example. Um, So, you know, I was at the game, I was at White Hart Lane recently when they played at home against Middlesbrough. Never easy to knock over a side that's battling. Middlesbrough have come because, and they're trying to get a point, you know. they are set up strong and solid and can Spurs break them down? And eventually Spurs did. So... Yeah, I'd, I'd like the Spurs side. I'm sure they're going to go fairly close to, to winning the league. I'm not sure they can quite make it this season, but if this pro- progress and progression continues, it can certainly happen. I mean, as a kind of defender yourself in your day, and I don't, to be honest, I don't think Spurs have probably been as defensively sound as they have possibly you know, since your days with Spurs in those days. Do you agree with that? I think they're a lot sounder than in my days, to be honest with you. Know, I think, I think it tends to be a bit of a soft underbelly of Spurs over the years in that defensively strength um, and solidity and you know denying the opposition has been an area that Spurs have struggled in. You know, for me, if you want to win the league, you have to be defensively excellent. Spurs are defensively excellent. Chelsea are defensively excellent. Look where those two teams are at the moment—one and two in the league. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know. I, but again, you, know, you talk about Spurs being solid defensively. Arguably, they've got the best two attacking fullbacks in Europe. Yes. Um, so you know, there's different ways of defending as well. Definitely. And you say you're there for the Middlesbrough game. Obviously, we have just seeing a new stadium that's kind of rising quickly. I mean, first off, what do you make of what that's going to be like? And secondly, how sad it's going to be to say goodbye to White Hart Lane? Well, it's going to be state-of-the-art. It's going to be an amazing stadium somewhere in the region of 60,000 as opposed to White Hart Lane, which I think is, well, was late 30. It's now down to about 31,000, isn't it? Mm. And of course it will be sad that, you know, White Hart Lane has shifted a few yards up the road. I'm delighted it stayed pretty much on the same site. Um, I think we have to say it's progression. I think we have to celebrate it rather than um, commiserate the fact. Yeah, definitely. And just the last one for me. How far can this team go, this current Spurs side? Well, I mean, we've referenced it earlier, um, and that is that I don't think Spurs can win the title this season. If the progress that has been made over the last two or three years continues, then, and, you know, you've got key players there, and a lot of the key players are now tied up on longer-term contracts. If They get their recruitment right and add a couple more at the right time in the right places. There's no reason why Spurs um, can't do what they did back in 61, which is win the league. And, you know, Spurs are capable of beating any side on their day. So, actually you won't believe the FA Cup. You know, it's very achievable. That's absolutely wonderful, Gary. Thank you so, so much. And uh, can I wish you a, uh, a safe journey home as well. All right, good stuff. Uh, thank you very much. I must fly, and pleasure. All the best. Thanks, Gary. The after is bye Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.